In 2020, summer 49, College Pro began a podcast series called Element X that showcased the X factors of people in College Pro. In celebration of 50 summers in 2021, we thought we would go back in time with a limited series symbolically called Torch Given. This is to signify how this brand has been really handed down through the years and has always found a way to endure. The initial series of conversations will be with the founders, the leaders, and trusted advisors of College Pro over the last 50 summers. The star of the show is this incredibly resilient, timeless, and relevant brand called College Pro. I'm Tony Valley. Summer of 88, that's the last year I ran a franchise, and I'm CEO and co-owner of College Pro. I and the College Pro team hope you enjoy listening to conversations as much as we enjoyed having them. Steve Rogers is unlike anyone you have ever met. He is a true original. The mold was broken when they made him. Steve took over the reins from Greg Clark, the College Pro in 1989, when it was bought by First Service. You know, as he describes his journey, started as a College Pro franchisee in 1978. Yeah, it, it was the 70s, sale of $48,000 in his area that year and he rode that train with a couple of detours to system-wide sales of over 1.4 billion dollars performed by over 1700 franchisees and contractor networks until his retirement in 2011 in the franchise company which he founded he's currently the president of four box holdings which has in, uh, different investments in early stage companies he's the chairman of imagic glass the digital education company limited you know, when Steve sent us his bio, it made me smile. Here's an excerpt. Steve is looking to work with high growth companies that are ready to move from small and medium size to a larger next phase, which is founder driven to professional management. He's not looking for a job. He's looking to get involved with the CEO of a company in a coaching and business strategy situation if and when the fit is right. He's not a hand holder and he is prepared to bet his money on the right opportunity. I can tell you from experience that that is 100% accurate. He is a truth sayer, whether you want to hear it or not, and doesn't do other people's work for them, because there's no learning or growth in that. As you will hear, College Pro is the foundational brand that helped launch the franchise company. You know, the vision for the franchise company was to inspire people to excel. And what that meant back then was to create environments for people and companies to be their best, and put together leaders and teams to help that happen. You know, I think it's important to note that Steve was my, I guess I would call it my first supervisor in 1988. And then we got a chance to work together again in 2008, directly on College Pro. He was supportive, strong coach, and always incredibly clear on roles, goals, and expectations. He modeled being a lifelong learner in order to be able to keep his edge. Almost inevitably, he would always ask that, what did you learn and what will you do differently? Steve is a great example of the entrepreneur as strategist. He's one of the best pure strategists I've ever worked with. He has this uncanny ability to move from 100,000 feet to ground level instantly and see what others can't. That incredible, consistent ability to know when to sweat the small stuff and when not to. And he and I talk a little bit about that during our chat. Steve describes himself as a keen skier and cyclist, plays hockey, hunts, fishes, plays music, and he got me into music, by the way, and practices yoga on Thursdays. 
what I like about that yoga on Thursdays, he can be serious and he also likes to have a little bit of fun. And it isn't that a message for aspiring leaders and CEOs everywhere. For the last 35 years, he has been a gracious friend, mentor, and supporter. And I continue to benefit from my experiences with him to help grow myself, College Pro, and Clear Summit Group. So let's get into our conversation. Steve, thank you for doing this. 50 summers, can you believe College Pro has actually hit 50 summers? Uh, so we're at Four Box Holdings. I can't believe I'm still around <laughs> to, uh, to, to be here. The, uh, well, we're, we're talking 50, <laughs> we're talking to trying to talk to a bunch of the leaders that have been here from the beginning, um, and trying to hear a bit of the story. Cause there's, what happens is it's like the telephone game. By the time it gets to the current franchisee, it's like, oh no, remember when this happened and this happened, we're trying to set a bit of the record straight on what actually did happen through some of the, some of the years with the people who were actually there. So you're one of those people. I am. Okay. And, uh, would love to take us back in the time machine. We'd love to hear a bit of your story uh, and a bit of the progression of College Pro but through your eyes. And we're allowed all the revisionist history that we want. Okay, perfect. So, Sounds like a great idea. Uh, let me kick off, I guess. Uh, I started as a College Pro franchisee in 1978. And that was the first year that, that Greg uh, had Quit General Foods and was going to go with with this concept as a as a, a, an idea, and uh, there were 18 franchisees, and as I like to say, I was uh, I was first wave. Um, <laughs> I went out to uh, to Scarborough, Ontario. Um, really didn't even know the streets and and ran my business. I did that for two years, and then uh, very fortunately. Uh, Greg uh, uh, asked me to be again first wave first wave into uh, uh, to start as a vice president even though I was an employee of one I was a vice president and uh, it, out in Vancouver so he, up he said in Road. his he said remember a UBC there's a UBC career counselor Oh, Cam Crake. Cam Crake. That's Cam, exactly yeah, no, no, no. Cam, He said, remind Steve about Cam Crake when he went out west and he opened it up for me. Yeah, no, you know, in those days, it was such a weird uh, concept that, like, no one had heard of it. And it was, more or less, it was like, oh, your college pro painters will, do you also have, you know, college pro home builders or college pro cement mixers? Like, uh so it was a, it was it was quite quite new and different. It wasn't easily accepted, but it certainly you know certainly uh, it took off. Uh, everything was right in those at, at that time for for um, the concept to grow like crazy. We had a huge amount of baby boomer students. Mm -hmm. They were all coming of age. Uh, we had the really the baby boomer parents, which was sort of this greatest generation, World War Two veteran age and they were very forgiving and easy to work for as customers and they had they they all had these long-haired kids at home and um and being a student out and doing something at that time was was kind of um kind of hip and um 
uh, and then the whole sort of entrepreneur aspect of it. So that, you know, that took me to 1982. Uh, I left for a while, came back to College Pro in 1986 um, to, to really become a, a vice president. And then I, I became president and CEO of College Pro in 1989. And that's really where, where I stepped up and, and took the helm. Greg, um, Greg had sold the company to, uh, to a group of management shareholders, including mm -hmm. myself. For service so that's it up when, to that point when i know i know we're going off script on some things when did you and i meet was it i, I, re, I recall coming down from a manager's weekend we were yeah no uh no it was a training session okay. training session b i was uh, still living i think i we were living in a rented house down in um uh, lakeshore and it was probably 1987 yes wow so and we were coming yeah coming down kipling okay. I, I was telling you the way to, to the way to sell a paint job is just to just to uh pretend that you're the uh act like you're the uh the sun yeah no which worked <laughs> right, it worked. i think it was 75 percent success rate that year for me and then 82 the next but if this isn't about me keep keep going um so really, really, that began my, you know, my time, my, um, uh, it was great having the, from 86, and when Greg brought me in to 89, to really kind of get my chops down in terms of really learning the business. He toured me through a lot of different positions, which was awesome. It, but I was ready for 89, big transition. And uh, uh, really, I was in that CEO role of with College Pro probably until '93 or so, uh, and I made some really strategic changes in in the way way the business ran. And the the first and the primary was, you know, College Pro. We had set it up as strategic business units mm -hmm. that all reported into a central. A central organization and I thought why why do why do we just have to have painting you know businesses why not have other businesses and the first acquisition that I did was a company called action window cleaners uh, it was started by a, an ex-college pro mm -hmm. guy named Andy Lennox and uh, and we took that and uh, and that was that was the, the first the first deal that we that I did it in my new role hmm. uh, to bring that company sort of back into the fold, and um, and then really it was taking that concept of different strategic business units reporting in and and you know just adding on and adding on and adding on. So that was that was uh, uh, you know an insight that that really helped drive us forward. Um, in terms of the business itself, College Pro was changing at that time and uh, the nature of the students. And I think I foresaw an opportunity to take the intellectual property of College Pro and, and turn it into an adult business. 
and uh, uh, really relabel the 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 stuff you know the, the materials at College Grove, and that is that became Serta uh, Pro Painters, and the name Serta Pro was actually my old uh, construction company. So that was the '82 to '86 when you went off. When I went off on my own, I ran yeah. a construction company, and that was called Serta Pro Contractors. So that's that's how that came about, and that's become a a, a successful venture. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I think that uh, can I can I ask you? Yeah. Because I went back and looked at some of your strategy notes from back then, and it, it was we can't have a long-term company only in the summer. Right. It was like the strategic concept is if you're going to do it, it, there's just no way we can sustain recruiting seven or eight hundred people every year and starting from scratch every well, year. Well, seven you know seven hundred franchisees, and then on top of that, you know, an additional. Ten to fourteen workers per. Yeah, all on about a ten to fourteen week production cycle. It was crazy, and it's a very difficult business to run. And so I thought, okay, you know what? Painting goes on year round. That was part of it. Yeah, but I'll tell you what. The other thing that I I knew was that we were good at franchising. We had our chops down, and because we were signing seven or 800 franchise contracts every year, we would know as much as anyone else mm. uh, and be as, as good as anyone else in, in the business. And so that whole good at franchising already with a structure in place, that all made sense. But I want to go back to the actual, uh, the, you know, the, the transaction itself with first service you know, the biggest and best thing I did, I brought in great partners. Mm. Uh, Ken Cleary, Paul Heyman, Paul Clements, I, and uh, Charlie Chase. These, these, uh, these gentlemen, really, we built a, we built a billion dollar company um, together. And, and along with yourself, and, and then, and then the other partners that came along, um, the whole partnership thing was important to me. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It's a weird thing to say in the middle of a podcast talking about fifty summers, but you know, people will hear my story on a later podcast. But I came in. I said I'd like to have equity, and you said, "Okay, we'll we'll figure that out and try to make that happen." And yeah, and that you know, part of that goes back right back to Greg and the original transaction and honoring that and and. It was just wonderful and fortuitous. And so, so, you know, that was such a key part to have, you know, those, those, those key people motivated, smart and, and bought in on, on the vision. And that, that group of five or six of us, I think eventually became about 40, yep. 40 shareholders and partners. So that was, that was good. Um, the whole notion of a solid team. The glue, as uh, as we we're putting it together with all that, you know, you can have different kinds of holding companies and some people never really meet one another from across mm -hmm. the different the different companies. And I th always thought, you know what, there's there's enough there that says, um, 
we're all in a common business. We're all dealing with franchisees. We're all recruit, train, operate franchisees. Uh, the skills are fairly transferable, whether you're dealing with a multi-million, you know, California closet franchisee or a, a, a college pro franchisee. They're going through a lot of the same emotions and the same problems just on greater scale. So, so that was the whole impetus on, on, we had focused earlier on leadership skills for just college pro. Mm -hmm. I thought about this because I wanted to to show people, you know, it just it just doesn't happen, right? It takes it takes hard work. So I still I still have my uh, my little uh, cheat sheets, you know, skills, all the skills on one one piece of paper that I've carried with me, and I actually use every once in a while. Uh, in, situ in business situations. So, so, do, so do I. I think I've taken a picture of that. That that morphed into. If you remember the little cards for everybody. Yeah. So that idea went in. You know, in in the later nineties. Yeah. So you know, um, and and there was there was so there was pe there were people meeting across different systems, and that led to this this notion of the human resource highway, where you could you could start at with college pro and, and end up with a California closet operation or, or working in, in corporate or whatever your, your, you know, wherever or whatever your deal was to be. So I thought that really worked uh, for us. And I thought that that, that gave us a, a, a bench strength mm. that made us stick out. And I think outperform competition out there in, in the real world. Um, so, you know, that, that was really it. And the other thing was, you know, just the common values that we looked for, for, for people, uh, Charlie has a saying that we, you know, we could, we could see if you fit and if we, if you didn't fit, we spit you out like a virus. Yeah. And I, I think that's, I think that that was very true. Um, and uh, you know the belief in the individual deliver what you promise pride in what you do and you know one of the most important be open-minded to possibilities if we had not been um really thinking big you don't get big by doing the same thing every day yeah you have to look at what that what like where could this go and and that can, and that can was i ask you because i it, it would be really because I, I want this recorded somewhere because the when I think of you and I had I, I so I when I became a general manager I had someone I went on a trip I had one supervisor I came back and then I had another supervisor which was you I know <laughs> I was your new so boss. you were you were you were my new boss so it go went from the eighty seven and then in eighty eight when I was a GM it was like. Steve and the transaction was going on behind us, but from, from day one, and I said it, you know, in my, some of my notes when we were preparing for this, you know, one of the best strategists I've ever had a good fortune of working with, like, where did you get that? And I know it's from the school of hard knocks, but what is it in your background that allows you to see some of the patterns? Uh, Cause you, it, and, and my favorite things that we don't do anymore is, you know, going up to going away, Raj Lodge. 
going away and thinking big thoughts for yeah, a few days, yeah, right? Yeah. And then and then pushing the young people or the different people because we were, you know, green. Some of us were green, yeah. and thinking about, you know, how do you think strategically about what we're doing? And then saying, and then holding accountability. You've got this. You've got this. You've got this. And we'll break break. Let's get it all done. But where did you where did you get that? I remember you've taught it several times when we were doing the leadership skills strategic. I remember strategic safari. Uh, as, as a book you recommended back then, but where did you get it? Like where, where, I know there's, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of scars. You got it through some scars, but you know what, some scars and you gotta, you know what, if it's like skiing, you're not really skiing hard if you don't fall once in a while. So yeah, you make mistakes and, and, you know, I'm in a bit of a new career since I left it. We can touch on that later, but where did I get it? Honestly, I think it's because uh, uh, two things. I've always had a keen eye for the, what the customer is looking for and where I think they're going to go next. Mm. And so I think about where are they going to go next? Like I, I, I was pretty sure Certipro Painters is going to work. Like, yeah. And so, so. I think that's one thing. And then uh, I think I'm able just to, to uh, I do think in the future uh, quite a bit, and I'm able to take this piece that's over here and see this piece over here and sort of go, oh, okay, how could they, how could they work to, 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 you know, create, create more value. Honestly, I think a lot of it in terms of the way my brain works is that I'm a musician. Hmm. And I think that that doing, you know, playing music and growing up in the 70s and playing in bands mm -hmm. and you had to learn, you know, to 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 get in there, create something fast, boom, boom, and boy, oh boy, you got feedback quickly. If they didn't like it, they'd boo you. And, and so, uh, you know, I don't know. So that that's that's what I think it is. I I think business is, is a lot of part uh, art rather than just cut and dry. And I don't think the art of it gets enough uh, credit these days of private equity and the, uh, you know, the cut and dry guys. Like the girls. reduction to a P and L. Yeah. Well, and, and, yeah, there's that, but you know, uh, if you, if you were doing a rigorous analysis of what you should do next, uh, there wouldn't be an iPhone. Uh, you know, Steve jobs was like, we don't need no iPhone. And, and, but his staff pushed him said, so we got to go this way. We're going to make it a computer. So I, I, I think that's where innovation comes from. I think there's, there's part art, there's part drive, and there's, there's always the numbers. And not always the numbers. Not, not, a, not everyone can do what you described, which is putting the patterns together. So it, and it is from, from experience. That's uh, one part. And I, I know my wife's going to be listening to this. So I, you gave me my first guitar. So any bad music comes out of the music studios that, you know, don't blame Steve, but uh, that's been a, a great, a great part of, you know, having a relationship of, if I didn't know, I don't think I'd be playing guitar, but I didn't know you, which is fantastic. Wow, okay. um, 
So the keep going. I'll I, I sort of well, interrupt you on to, the strategy. We, well, well, you know, I I retired, uh, uh, left in in 2011, and I you know moved into my new you know my new uh, career here at at Four Box Holdings, and I, well, a couple things that came to mind that I wanted to to say and say in particular to those that are doing it now. Uh, there's seldom a day that goes by where I'm not speaking to someone that has a college pro background almost every day in my life. Some of my best friends, Greg Clark is, is a very good friend, Nick Payne, Don Conant. The, these are people I, I, I hang with and that I go to war for and with. Um, and so... I made a lot of very, you know, dear friends, and and also uh, I've done a lot of investing hmm. alongside people that are are college, you know, ex college pro, and it's that common language, uh, the skills, the values that that, and and I know their experience that they went through that that, you know terrifying yet glorious experience of running your own business at the age of 21 or whatever and it's 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 tough but it's a real trial by fire um i guess that kind of you know leads me to your last question which was okay what about uh what would you say to the to the, the students that are doing it now and uh i've got my, my list of three, because I like three, I can't think of anything more, any list more than three is nonsense. Uh, here's my advice. Number one, um, keep in touch with the people that you're, do, that you're running the franchises with now, um, because you're gonna find out later in life, um, they run the joint and Everywhere in business that I go, I run into ex-college pro people. It's <laughs> phenomenal. It's a, it's a shared experience and um, it's good. Second thing, as much as you can, be mindful about trying to uh, hone your skills. This college pro experience really is a master's of business, real world, real time, and with your money on the line. And no one can ever take that away from you that it's your money. Um, not mom and dad's, not the government's, your money's on the line, and you're gonna learn lessons um, and get skills that, uh, that are gonna last your whole life, so be mindful. And my last thing is keep a sense of humor about the whole thing because uh, you're going to need it. And uh, uh, people can be great and people can be difficult. Um, but if you keep your sense of humor, uh, it will hold you in good stead. Awesome. Thanks, Steve. I, I do remember, I do remember desk surfing and I do remember having fun and uh I really, I, uh, yeah we like we, we had a blast we, it, it, it was like a good time we and, worked hard we played and, you know, we have our 
our 50 summers celebration on November 12th. If I learned out how to party, that you learned that again, have a party and get together. So thank you so much. Uh, it's uh, it, it's great hearing that story and also the strategic impetus of, of the different things. I really appreciate it. Okay, very Thanks, good. Ben. Thanks.